1: This is the View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 9th of November, 2021. My name's Patrick Smith. Um, Welcome to the show, guys. Another podcast. Inconsistency reigns supreme as the Giants take Mm. half the points from the weekend. But there's a fair bit to discuss on this week's show. We'll be talking about that disaster in Yorkshire. The victory of the clan. We'll be giving you the player of the month result. We'll be having a chat and asking your TFA questions to the head coach, Adam Keefe. And we hope to be joined also by the head coach of the Dundee Stars, Omar Pasha. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that there's just two of us, myself and Mr. McJimsey. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks, mate. Uh, Good to see you. Unfortunately, uh, first of all, uh, Mr. Kitchen is feeling unwell. We send our best wishes to him this time. Hope we get well soon, mate, and hope you come back and join us. As soon as possible. And also Mr. Neil is in hiding or apparently he's on other business at the Crown Plaza this or whatever. So I thought, you know, we we can bring in another lad and we've got a mate who's since he left the podcast has been a bit down on his luck. His career went on a downhill spiral after leaving a view from the bridge. And, you know, the jobs after that just didn't match up to the one he had here recently he uh he tried he's tried to get himself back into the hockey community and at the weekend he got himself back onto giants t v Please welcome none other than television's neil the Coach Russell
2: evening gentlemen how are we doing not, hold are you on
1: you should you should be better than that mate What we heard was this
2: good evening everybody from the s s e arena here in Belfast.
1: That's not what we wanted. What we wanted was this.
3: Good evening, hockey fans. We're at the fabulous Odyssey Arena in Belfast.
2: Go on, what's your excuse?
3: Apologies,
2: boys. You know what? Um, <laughs> get, got roped in on Sunday evening. Couldn't believe it. Uh, flew in on Sunday afternoon. Siz had asked me during the week if I would go on co comms with him, which I was semi-reluctant to do in the first place, but said, yep, no problem. Then got a phone call to say he was on the uh, IR. So, would I mind stepping up and taking over the comms? It's been, it must be nearly seven, seven and a bit years since I last did the webcast or Premier Sports in that capacity. And it was actually, I'll be honest, boys, it was actually a bit nervous. And I, you know me, I'm not, not exactly a nervous type. Long time since I picked up the mic in that, in that regard. And whilst I still watch all the Belfast Giants games, home and away, still with the Storm as well, home and away, iPad for the Storm, TV for the Giants, Um and you do get a feel for the players and all the rest. I'm not as in it as as I was previously, so I was semi-nervous semi, um, semi nervous, uh, stepping up on, on Sunday evening. Kept calling, I don't know why I just didn't call him the clan, kept calling him the Brayhead clan. Kept calling Brayhead clan man. It was an absolute um, gong show in that regard, but uh, I did it as well on the, on one of the. The uh, on one of the goals as well, one of the calls for the goals, but um, yeah, listen, delighted to get the old school, the old band back together here. It's been it's been a few years, and it's a, an interesting weekend for us to uh, to discuss this evening. The, the, uh, this evening. the North
4: American
1: accent is absolutely it's, outstanding, Pat. Isn't kicking it? Isn't? Yeah. Wow. It's
2: like <laughs> I'm getting here, from all I've my years.
1: I've been over here seventeen years. He's been over here seventeen minutes. What's that accent all about?
2: <laughs> I'm getting abused about it all the time. i have no. It must be. What do you always call it? Little, little iterations. I think little, it is. Uh, no, no,
4: no, 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 no. I, I, you've definitely got an accent. No doubt. No doubt about it. You've got uh, <laughs> it. It could be from your storm time and hanging about with <laughs> North Americans, or whatever you have.
2: Don't you two, li- you two, lining me up for something here? No, nope,
4: no, nope. I don't know if Paddy's got another keyboard up, yeah. there, but I'm telling you, you've got lots of North American drawl in your in your voice now.
2: Wow, must be, I be, you know, must be speaking to Omar Pasha every two minutes. But you, and, uh,
4: you've also got darker hair than you used to have, on, on, and <laughs> so. so. The
2: Boys, the, uh, the hair is exactly the same. I'm a bit, bit bronzed. stop, I was in Dubai there. I got back about
4: six <laughs> weeks ago. Dubai, I'll them.
2: Before, Todd, that... before ta- Todd Kelman jumps in and says, I've been on the sunbeds again, I haven't.
1: <laughs> and on that note, boys, let's get stuck into the game, shall we? Um, unfortunately, we're going to start with the game that took place in Sheffield at the weekend, and it was a 7-1 victory for the Sheffield Steelers. goals coming from Evan Moosey, Anthony Deluca. Uh Valerand Tanner Eberle, Schultz, sewing so two and rounded off by David Phillips. For the chance, just a one goal. JJ Pickenich was a <clears> lovely <throat> finish, actually. In goal, uh, Barry Bruce, uh, 23 shots on, one goal against. And on our side, Tyler Beskerowani, 11 shots on, five goals against. He only lasted 20 minutes. Um, Jackson Whistle came in after 20 minutes, played 40 19 shots against two goals against. Uh, your refs from Matt Thompson and Tom Perring. Davey, I'll start with you. Bad night the office. Um,
4: yeah, I'm trying to find. Sometimes you struggle to find some positivity as to what went on at the weekend. And I guess Joel has spoken a couple of times over the last couple of weeks about momentum being key in hockey and that chance that Goodwin has. It's maybe only 20, 25 seconds gone in the game, uh, and he's missed an open net. So it's lovely feet across, and he's missed it. <clears throat> And those things, there's such fine margins in this league at the minute, although the game blew out the 7-1, you know, scoreline. Those fine things that the game swings on, the Giants go one up, it's a bit of a different game. They go down the ice, okay, we'll get back into one each with a lovely pick and itch goal. But the, the gap that opened up, actually five on five across the game in terms of chances created, in terms of shots on. We lost the game in the first period, we couldn't win a face-off we couldn't get control of the puck and our own D zone coverage just wasn't good enough. You know, the, if I go back and I look through the stats pack, I, I still kind of predicted goals for the Staters against predicted goals from the Giants is like 2.8 versus 2.2. So it's, it should have been a closer game. What we gave up in that first period gave us too much of a mountain to climb. And I'm sure Besk will look back at a couple of this, of the, of the goals that were against them and, you know, we, we talk about bust legs for players all over the ice, you know, sometimes a goalie takes a wee bit of time to get warmed up and he didn't get the chance to feel himself into the game, some quality shots coming in on him early and, and he got handcuffed on a couple of them and the Steelers took a lead and we never really looked like getting back into it too much, bar, you know, we rattled the post here and there, Bruss didn't have that much to deal with, but not a good night at the office I think our, uh, we'll go back to drawing board defensively on that one and I think we could have done a whole lot of things a lot better.
2: Davey, just to jump, sorry, Patty, <clears throat> doing my usual, jumping in, apologies, but picking up on something that Davey said there, because I think it was symptomatic on Sunday as well. And you're the stats man with, with all the face-offs, but the Giants were, were, didn't appear anyway, certainly, from what Deco and I saw on Sunday, weren't great in the circle again on the, on the draws. And you you called it out there in Sheffield as well. I mean, what 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 do you put that down to? Because from the games that I've seen so far this season, Jan's been pretty dominant in the circle. We haven't
4: actually. We we oh, we've been okay. we've been we've been fairly a little bit behind the ball in circle. Um, actually on um Saturday night, Saturday night the Steelers game, yeah, it was actually fifty fifty across the night. It was twenty five face off each. but I think our first period thirteen six, we did just didn't get control of the puck in the first period at all, even strength. Giants were slightly better, actually, in the face-off circle. So that's what I'm that's what i saying, that actually five-on-five, five, there was two killer power plays against us, two two penalty kills that we didn't kill, and they've got they've got goals and stretched on out that lead. But in terms of face-offs, it's, it's where we're losing them on the ice, at what times in the game we're losing them, and in and, and what zones, you know, defensive zones, we could have done a wee bit better. But, yeah, first period, I mean, it was 13-6, the Steelers, and that's a lot of possession.
2: What about in Sunday, but I totally
1: we'll come, we'll come. We'll come on to it, because if right, we'll so game open at the minute, I'll yeah. close it and open the other one. Davey brought it up there, Coach. You know, the early chance for David Goodwin, about 20 seconds in on that first shift, it goes to the back post. He's got the gap in cage, and he, he doesn't hit it. It goes wide, and in these small margins, a, a jump like that could have really altered the game.
2: Uh, I really don't want to sound like Simon Kitchen here, but I was chatting to thoughts, um during the... Uh, thank you, there it is. Uh, I was chatting to Thornton at the end of the first or second period and on Sunday, and we are just talking about the game in Sheffield um, from the previous day. And he called it out, as did Davey there, and I think we all would have called it out. If that chance goes in early doors, it just all of a sudden silences that big crowd in Sheffield again. It gives us that early momentum on the road. All of a sudden... Things like bus legs and or whatever, uh, kind of goes out the window instantaneously. And we have got momentum, got them on the back foot in their home barn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Small margins <clears throat> in uh, in sport. I just thought overall. I mean, to to Davy's point, building off that. Um, we, we we just, I mean, that first period, I. I honestly struggle to remember us capitulating like that. And I'm sure there have been, and there will be multiple examples if I really engage my brain on it. Go ahead, David.
4: I I, I jump in there. It's a, a question says, ask me, we conceded five goals in the first period. And I went back through my stats for like, the last 10, 12 years. And I couldn't find anything yeah. in the last dozen years where we've conceded five goals, let alone in the first yeah. period.
2: Interesting, the thing that came into my head whenever I was watching that game, and you boys probably remember it, you've been following the team for as long as I have, I think in that very first season, we went into Sheffield, and I think Farone ended up fighting Rick Brabant down in the corner towards the end of the game. We got pummeled 7 or 8-1 in Sheffield, um, yeah. and that was the last time that I remember. Us kind of, and There will be other games where we've been blown out. But we in that first period, we completely capitulated our Defensive zone coverage, uh, you know. Besco, the to Davies' point. Will look back on that and have nightmares for sure. But I think the decor should also look back and have nightmares. Um, we just uh, listen. I'm sure we'll go on into a bit more depth, kind of talking more broadly about the team and, and all the rest. The thing, because Paddy and I, you and I were in Manchester, weren't we, a couple of weeks ago? Um, and you know, we, we've all seen seen all of the games. I think I look at this team. And on paper, and you win nothing on paper as Davey always says, but I look at this team on paper, and I'd still nail my flag to the mast here. I still think the Belfast Giants are, one, the best team in the league, and two, I think we will win the Elite League. There we go. Well, not really an early season prediction, but (laughs) I just think we're a fantastic team. That said, the one thing that worries me about this team, the one thing, probably the only thing, to be brutally honest, there have been opportunities to show a bit of grit and a bit of character. And that there was a lack of character there in Sheffield again. Paddy, you and I were going up a plactic. We thought that there should have been a there was an opportune moment for a fight in Manchester. Whenever the chips were down, we needed to gain a bit of momentum. We always talk fighting is kind of dripping away and, and probably more than dripping, pouring away out of the game in many ways. But it's still a part of the game, and there are opportunities for you to lay big hits. And it's not always in uh, fighting in hockey. It's not always about winning. It's about turning up. It's about showing up. Get, gaining that kind of momentum again for your team, or energizing your team in a barn, or sucking the air out of a barn as well, and I, that is the only thing. Uh, that first period performance in in Sheffield was was absolutely horrific. We literally capitulated, uh, and that was a worrying thing. And nobody at uh, at any stage that kind of two, three, one down thought, you know, we need we need a big energy shift. Us three boys on our WhatsApp group, we're all sharing, weren't we? the, the your two, you two boys followed the the Red Wings. That shift, that the, the, the third the the fourth the I walk. mean, one of the most unbelievable shifts you'll ever see in hockey. People appreciate fans. All they want to see is their team working hard, blocking shots, putting in hits, anything and everything to kind of win for the team. And that would be the only thing that I've picked out on so far this season. All the skills to pay the bills, do we have there? with the character to, to do something different whenever we,
4: we need to. I was being I've, I don't know. I've spoke about it on the podcast for two or three weeks now because I've been watching the is it all or nothing? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it's called on the on the Maple Leafs. And despite being a Wings fan, it's it's actually a really hockey guys. It's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant watch. Really and great. the first round of the playoffs when Tavares takes the the nasty knee from we Corey Perry completely, completely innocent play, and next face off.
1: Still that was, has to go that
4: in. was my captain and he got yep. interviewed after the game yep. and he says, like it was, why did you go? And he says, he's a big boy. He knew he had the answer bell. That's my captain on the floor. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Um, Rope got himself, you know, drew, got through out the game, 2 plus 2 plus 10 with a couple of minutes to go at 7-1. That's James not the yeah, time. You know, what you're saying is at 3-1 down, maybe when the coaches call it a timeout because we're conceding rapid goals one after the other. You know, that's the time for someone, and you're you're maybe right, and the game is changing. That's that's one thing, but it hasn't changed that much. There's other teams in this league that have that sandpaper that maybe we're relying on Jordan Boucher. But, you know, if you if you, you talked about Boucher the other night being a bit like a Daryl Lloyd, and Daryl Lloyd had his wingman, yeah. you know, at all times, and I don't know where where his wingman is at the minute. You know, if he does start something, um we're, we're maybe not built that. And we maybe built, thinking that Rupp was going to be a little more physical than he is. We maybe thought that Reinhardt, you know, just, I, I know Reinhardt's never been that type of player, but coming into this league, he's six foot, whatever, plus two, 215, 220, probably, plus gigantic man. You know, these are man mountains. They're giants. We talked about it earlier in the season. The biggest Giants team ever assembled, the fastest Giants team, the youngest Giants team,
1: but it needs that wee bit of, uh,
2: 100% percent yeah, right. these
1: sandpaper. What I want to quickly, to, to, we're going to hear from uh, both coaches on the night in just a second. I've just got two points I want to just quickly cover. One, 11 shots, Davey, five goals against on Besco. Is it just one of those nights or is there a cause for concern there? Oh, um, I'm sure if you analyse the video again,
4: there'll be things that, uh, and Ron Shudra was talking about different little uh, telltale signs, and he he was he was searching for the pocket times. There was tra- one thing the Sheffield Steelers did very very well. They got traffic in front of Besco. They got traffic in front of him. Besco's maybe conceded a few from that left circle that he would like back. Um, over a number of games, and we talked maybe just about a bit of a slow start, and we got caught out a little bit cold. Far from me to analyze a goaltender of Tyler Bescorani's, but yeah, video analytics. Would suggest that there's a couple of little telltales there and Stevie Thompson will go and, and he you send me through the analytics on it. But um cause for concern, probably not at this stage of the season, it's very, very early doors. I think we're three and three in the league. We've gone to Cardiff, probably should have won that night. We've won in Co- in Coventry, we've won five nothing in, in um Nottingham. We've got absolutely blown away to be fair, in Sheffield. And they're the kind of like games. You know, you throw the puck in the bin. I remember you saying this about a game in might it, might it, it, it might have been Edinburgh the first time I heard you using that terminology on the podcast. But, you know, there's sometimes you just have to... It's not even tipping your cap to the opposition because I don't think the Sheffield Steelers had to be particularly brilliant to beat us. Sometimes you just have to say, that's a night that we'll, we'll not look back on with any great fondness and move on. And and we did on end of Sunday. Maybe not with the performance that we wanted, but we did okay. And you know, got two points in the board, and you you kind of have to forget about Saturday
1: now. Look You're forward right. to going back into. It. Look forward to going back to Sheffield, the right or wrong. You hear? Right. I'll come. Just I'll come to you, coach. Just, but I'm also going to throw in there that Elite League Twitter is losing its mind over the hit from Barry Brust. You know, is it is, is it worth? Talking? Well, I know you've you've just your heads up there, Dave. You want to make a comment on it as well? But coach, between that and and Besco, you know, what are your thoughts?
2: I think uh, regarding Besko, uh, I think it's fair to say, um, yeah, he'll definitely want a few of those goals back in Saturday. Has he started the season in the way in which we saw him in that, whatever it was now, 1920 season? No, probably not. Probably just slightly below that standard. That said, I mean, right here, right now, would just swap him for anyone else in the league. I have to say I love CJ Mott and Coventry. I think he's a superb goaltender. I think Matt Ginn is coming into a really good form. And I think if you were to put Ginn or a Mott into our team, would they do well? Yes, I think they would. But I think if you're hedging your bets over the course of an entire elite league season, playoffs, etc., for me, you wouldn't even contemplate swapping any of the for any of those other goaltenders. I think class is permanent and all the rest, he will he will come good. He's an absolutely top class netminder. We saw it in that nineteen twenty season where he was just out of this world good. Um, and and he'll he, have no concerns and i don't think um adam or, or any thoughts and all the rest will have any concerns in that regard either regarding the barry brust hit i i thought it was great to be perfectly honest with you uh, i know people maybe say it's a one-way street in the sense that he can do that the um you know to the outskaters and nobody can lay a finger on him whatever but I think it's a, I'll be honest I think it's the first time I've ever seen that and certainly in the in the elite league I mean he probably checked him in the into the boards uh, which drew quite a few uh, chuckles from the players who were on the ice and and saw it. I personally no objections to it uh, whatsoever. Uh, it David, is a one-way.
1: It is a one. It's a funny. Like I remember having this argument with a man. Will be speaking to you later in Omar Pasha, about it being a one-way street, and you, know, you just don't touch the goalie. I'm still of the opinion if the goalie's going to go walk about, he's got a protected area. If he's going to go walk about, that's his David. choice. David. Oh, within the within the rules of the game, you can you
4: can make contact with a goaltender as long as it doesn't break a, a few other little interference rules. So you know, if the goalie's out there, you can hit him be prepared to face the consequences of, of the D-man who will, who will hit you too. Um, Bruss just waits ever so slightly. Bruss could probably, he's waiting for it to come around in the trapezoid, but he's also waiting for, I can't even remember who, who was he He checked, can't remember, it might have been Tyler Soi. Um and he waited for him and he, he's just getting ahead on him. If anything, there's a fraction, fraction of interference because the Giant keeps his, I think, he, does he take a penalty on it? I can't remember, can't remember. Can't I remember. I,
2: did. I think he did.
4: And, and and it's it's so borderline. I don't think it's. I I think it's play on. I I really don't think, think it's. It, there's anything in it. I think it's fair enough. If the goalie wants to come out there, make contact. But as you said, if he gets a wee nudge later
1: in the season, then he can't be complaining too much either. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from the uh, the two coaches on the night, Aaron Fox and uh, Jeff Mason.
0: Yeah, that was a fun night. Um, you know, me me as a coach, that was a fun one to watch tonight. Uh, not what I expected before puck drop tonight, that's for sure. Um, you know, we're running thin bodies, and boys have answered the bell here lately. You know, I, I feel like ever since we had a few guys going on his injury, I, f- I feel like our game's tightened up. Um, our energy's been there for full 60. You know, guys are dialed in tonight. We... I think we got pucks behind their D, we made them defend, we spread them out, you know, going low to high, getting some traffic in front of esco there. We got a couple of good bounces early and built some confidence, and, you know, anytime you score five in a period, it's a pretty, pretty good start.
5: No, absolutely. I think we had a couple of good chances. I think we missed an open net there on the first shift, and uh, then it kind of went south, uh, you know, tip my hat to to the Steelers. They they came out, they played hard, they finished on their chances early, and, Uh, You know, certainly when you go down 5-1 in the first period, it's a real tough hill to climb.
2: You changed goalies in the second uh, period, and Jackson shut the door, didn't he, for a long time?
5: Yeah, he was our best player there in the second period, and he really kept us in it for a while, and... Uh, you know I felt really bad for them. They're unlucky at the end. One goes in off ourselves, and then uh, it, you know the, the late one from uh, from David Phillips. so uh, it, you know not a not a great effort from us. Um, you know, I, I give the Steelers credit they they out us, they out battled us, uh, they out-executed us. Um, that said though, tomorrow's a new day for us, and we just got to come back hard.
1: The league. Thanks to the league those. Um, the highlights of the, if you want to watch them, they're 25 minutes long from Steelers TV on YouTube. If you've got 25 minutes to spend and watching the Giants getting tanked in Sheffield, fair play to you. You can go and find them, Steelers TV, on YouTube. We're going to move on to the game on Sunday. Good
2: evening, everybody, from the SSE Arena here in Belfast.
1: Yep, the coach was behind the mic as the Belfast Giants took on the Glasgow clan a 3-2 victory for your Belfast Giants the Giants goal an early one from from Scott Conway shorthanded uh, Jordan Boucher getting one in a power play goal a power play an actual power play goal scored in the third period and uh, and Lewis Hook rounding out the scoring with a game winning goal of 57-06 for so the Glasgow clan Matteo Wa with a shorthanded goal in the second period and Dyson Stevenson leveled things up at 2-2 at fifty two twenty six in the third um Tyler Beskarwani, back in nets, 21 shots against, two goals against the other side. Our first sight of Shane start, 35 shots against, three goals against your two referees were Tom Perring and Stefan Hogarth. Coach, Janice needed a response uh, and, and needed a response quickly. There was a beautiful shorthanded goal from Conway, well worked, right up the ice, lovely finish. It looked like a great re- start to a great response.
2: Yeah, it did. It did, under, you know, to your point, on, on the back of Saturday Coach K, towards everybody within the organization, the fan base, were expecting a big, big reaction. I think it was a a strange game in some ways. I think to your point, Scott Conway got us got us flying and um, nice and early. A great short goal, fantastic goal. But I think you know Glasgow had a lot of energy. Dicko and I kept re- referencing it throughout the course of the game. You know, obviously their first competitive league game out together as a as, as a new squad in essence. What a finish that is from Conway. Um, but yeah, um, we just struggled across the, across the 60 to really get any kind of fluency in our game whatsoever. N- name me one Sunday classic in Belfast. I mean, you know, I've made reference to it on on commentary as well. Just thought, yeah, you know, maybe three and a half thousand people inside the SSC Arena on a Sunday afternoon, which is you know a very respectable crowd for sure, but just there was a lack of energy in the building. And, you know, I often think uh, on those types of days, um, you know, it's up to the team to kind of galvanise. The the fans are always there to kind of help the team, but sometimes think like the the, the team could do... um, I'm sorry, I'm watching all these highlights here. It's distracting me. (laughs) If you're
1: watching on YouTube, there are highlights. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Apologies. Uh, Yeah, I I just thought that we were a a bit lacklustre and we lacked that fluency in our game. We've seen the fluency as a the frustrating thing in the early part of the season. We saw this team kind of tic-tac-toe, like so so early as well, like right on top of things. I think listen, you've got to give credit to, you know, I thought the 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 clan have found a good goaltender in Starrett. I thought he pulled off a couple of absolutely superb saves. The rock solid uh rebound control was was really strong throughout the course of this the, the 60 minutes. I think they picked up some good players as well there I like I really like uh, Dick and I both like that as a book of boom. I'm not sure how to pronounce it um thought he was uh, yeah looked really really strong on the on the back end for for the clan as well but yeah I, I I think coach Keefe will be very happy to to skate away with the two points in regulation. that's all that matters, just as Davey often says in the podcast, chalk it off, it's in the history books and and you know you pick up the two points and you move on, but I think on the back of Sunday. Thorts, Kiefer, Stewie, Mace, etc., will have been expecting a bigger reaction on home ice um, than than probably what they got in the end.
4: Davy, I agree to an extent, and I disagree to an extent. I think that we probably did okay in terms of chances created. You know, I'm just looking down numbers here. 83 shots in terms of of target. How many shots do you think the uh, Glasgow Clan blocked on Sunday, Coach?
2: Um, 12 to 15?
4: 24. You know, they oh. led the body down. They came with energy, certainly in the first half hour of the game. We had we had to compete hard to stay with them because they came with that first game, adrenaline, energy, and they ran out of steam as well to an extent. Like, Starr was absolutely punctured at the end. The Giants were able, in that last period, you know, what do we have in the last period? 23 shots nine. in that last period. 39 shots all told, you know, on off block. We did okay. We just didn't execute. On another day, there are the Belfast Giants probably run out six or seven goals. I don't think that's an exaggeration, you know. But we were just not executing in, in that, um, you know, once we get into that, we're not putting the goal, the game winning goal. Lewis Hook skates in front of Starrett across his eyes, as you love, his <coughs> eyes. D to D pass, which is making the goalie move east to west on a one timer and a tip in front. It's not rocket science, and we need to we need to repeat and execute because our power play is at four percent through six league games. Yeah, and one one power play goal from whatever that is four percent. You work that out, coach. Over twenty five chances anyway. Um We're if we want to analyze it, we're probably overcomplicating things a little bit on the power play. Um, in terms of, and I think it was says it said it on Sunday night. You know, we're trying to walk the puck in the nets at times. Sometimes you just have to be that. You just get it, got to get it through. But you know, credit to the clan and that they they tightened in around started any t- any chance we got across a blue line against the Northern Panthers. Two it would be two weekends ago, we came out and we put the puck in deep and we went to work to get it back and get in front and get goals. And I was surprised whenever we came out against the um, Sheffield Steelers that we didn't. They did They did exactly the same as what we did to the Panthers. They put it in behind us and made us turn. I think we could do that more. If you've got that plan and you execute it and it works well, I don't know sometimes why we don't go back to the same plan. But it was, um, I thought we played reasonably well. Um, but I, th- and I think it was a word that, that Keith, Coach Keith might have used in his interview as well, execute. We just didn't execute when we got, we got, we were decent enough in the face of, it's actually 32, 33, 32 coach, actually the Giants, slightly more than 50% the Giants. But, you know, I think that uh, the big factor in the game was the, how well the, the, the Glasgow clan played in front of start. They just tightened in, boxed the Giants forwards, like made a shoot from outside, and start is always going to save, you know, as any of these coaches will, or any of these goalies will, Nine plus shots out of ten from the outside. You've got to get inside. You've got to get the goalie to move, and you've got to have someone standing on top of his blue
1: pin. It's the only way to beat these goalies. The game itself appeared just to fizzle out a little bit. Obviously, they were trying to get you. Know, we're trying to get into the game. We're trying to get that sort sure, of that go ahead goal. Were we expecting? too much from this game, coach? Because obviously the, the clan coming in, their first competitive game of the season, there are quite a few people who thought that the Giants were just going to turn up and walk this.
2: I didn't think the Giants were going to walk it. I think whenever you're up against a team that have their first outing of, of the season, there's a natural energy there and a vibrancy. Guys wanting to impress their own teammates as well as the opposition and obviously their, their own fan base watching in on, on webcasts and such like. Um, that said... I'll go back to what I said originally. I think over the course of sixty minutes, Keith, Coach Keith, will be happy to skid away with the two points. But I think, you know, yes, we did create a lot of, you know, of opportunities more so than than Glasgow. But again, I just, I, I just felt that we, uh, over the course of the sixty minutes, we could have had a lot more energy. You know, Jeff Mason said the night before they were out battled and out worked in, in Sheffield. We we matched we matched Brayhead's, or sorry Glasgow's um, work rate and intensity, but we should be better. We should be better. We should be. Oh, no, sorry, I must have done that a hundred times on webcast on Sunday. <laughs> all, I got pissed off at myself. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Sorry, uh, I, I, listen, guys. I, I think overall, the, the over the course of the sixty minutes, we um, we 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 have a lot more in our locker than what we have displayed over the course of this weekend. That is for absolute certainty.
1: Well, that's the point I'm going to bring back to you, Davey, because you look at the uh, you look at the scoring that took place in Sheffield from the Sheffield Steelers, and there were you know nobody, nobody scored more than one goal. If you know what I mean, there was no there was no hat trick, there was no brace. It was it was shots and goals from 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 forwards and D. You know, we seem to be getting a lot of goals, like such as Boucher from Conway you know, we're not seeing as much from Murphy. We're not seeing as much from Soy. You know, these guys, are, are we still, we're still waiting for these guys to come in. Is it, Why are these guns not firing at the minute? Good
4: question. A little bit of chemistry definitely lacking here at the start of the season. Um, boys have got to, I remember years ago, um, can't remember who you had on the podcast, but you talked about giving guys sort of 8-10 games to, you know, fed themselves in, you wouldn't throw anybody under a bus before they've had a, a good few games. And we're now at that stage of the season where, look, <clears throat> like when you play for the Belfast Giants, and i come back to that um, that um, all or nothing, uh, and as uh, a Dubas you call the, the yeah, GM? Man, Dubas, had, Cal Dubas, Had Mitch Marner in, and he was going, you know, you're playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're one of the top players in this league. You will come under criticism if you're not performing. And the Belfast Giants are... For us anyway, the biggest team in the league, they're always going to be one of those top, top teams in the league. And these players that we have assembled are in the top echelons of the best players in this league. So when they're not scoring goals, when they were brought in to score, you look at somebody you mentioned there, Tyler Sawyer, you go back through his resume, it's been goals glorious. You know, okay, a, a a young pro all the same, probably expected goals. Darcy Murphy, we expected perhaps a slow start because that's traditionally what he's had. But you know, we're ten games in now he's coming off a bit of an injury. These goals, these guys will come under criticism because of their CVs, what they've done in the past, and what we know their present abilities should be. So it's 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 hard to do not be critical whenever we're not we're, we're getting that scoring from the good ones, the picking Conway, obviously, but the depth of scoring just isn't really there at the minute. Are we getting enough looks? I'm not executing. And there, there's another question. You know, we, we over podcasts, I remember this over, over a number of years, we're a team that had nearly 90 shots on goal, off goal, blocked shots on Sunday. You've got to execute that into more than a scrappy 3-2 win with a couple of minutes on the clock. So what what's happening? Though, these guys are executing that on a Wednesday morning at the Ice Bowl or a Thursday morning at the Odyssey, wherever they're training. So when it comes to game time... Why are we just that little bit shy? Because through the through the eight games of the Challenge Cup, eight, I think, we're about 40 goals, five goals a game in the Challenge Cup, and when we come to league action, take the Coventry or the Nottingham Panthers game out of it, we're very shy on the goal front. So it'll be something Kiefer and Stewie and Mason, Besko will be putting their hair out about it. But somebody needs a kickstart. We we jumbled lines up at the weekend to try and get a few players going. Didn't Didn't happen. Paddy, it's not a question I can answer. Why, why is there no goals? Maybe Coach Callan.
2: Just coach really, coach. really. Quiet. I was thinking about this today, actually, about because um, looking at Darcy Murphy's stats and all the rest, and he's obviously another one like say Besco, and that nineteen twenty season was 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 stellar, or was it eighteen nineteen or nineteen twenty? Nineteen. Stellar's getting
1: Nineteen twenty.
2: Okay. I um, mean, he was absolutely um, superb. I kind of—I'll give you I was thinking about it. Thinking about it like from a football comparative side of things, Kevin De Bruyne. Let's use Kevin De Bruyne as an example. One off, if not the best player in the world, right up there with Mo Salah at the minute. Kevin De Bruyne actually hasn't started this season very well for Man City. Hasn't played that well, but Man City are still winning games and winning games, and they're sat second in the league at the minute or whatever. But I actually think. It's not a bad thing because if City are winning games and De Bruyne is not playing well, and he is one off if not the best player in the world, he will class is permanent, and he will come into a league of his own at some stage. Ultimately, as David would often say, when the trophies are getting handed out, the best players come to the party, and I have no doubt at some stage in the in the near future or across this season, to your point as well, Paddy, around you, it seems to be like picking H one, Conway one, Boucher one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There will be games when we go into Cardiff and Darcy Murphy will slap bang a hat trick in. Uh, we'll go into Sheffield again and try and you know overcome what we what we faced on on Saturday. Darcy Murphy will score a hat trick. Tyler Shoy will get a hat trick, and these guys will come to the park. Okay, Darcy Murphy's more of a um, kind of uh, longer history as a professional. All the rest, and say Tyler Soy, but Darcy Murphy has got. Extreme quality. We've seen it in this league, and he will again. Like Beskowani, had maybe had a bit of a a, a tough weekend or certainly a tough Saturday. Maybe a couple of games where he might have wanted a few goals back. Darcy Murphy will come in to uh, come. You know, I think it's fair to say. I know I've I've observed from from a bit of a distance as well. Just wondered, has he come in? Maybe it's slightly injured. Maybe a couple of lbs too heavy or whatever. And he's getting himself into the season, getting himself physically getting himself physically fit, he'll come good. Wouldn't worry about that in the slightest.
1: We're going to move it on. Um, we've got Adam Keefe waiting in the wings before that. Belfast Giants TV for your highlights, of course, and uh, with Mr. Russell and uh, Mr. Dixon on commentary. Before we get to uh, our chat with Adam Keefe, we'll just have a quick chat about the uh, the Player of the Month sponsored by Phonocab. We give you four options. Lewis Hook, Scott Conway, Jordan Boucher, and Tyler Beskarowani. And overwhelmingly, and I think it's by over 50% of the vote, went to Scott Conway, number 10 for your Belfast Giants. Davey, quick words. Statistically, I think this is a great shot.
4: Yeah, look, I think the four guys on screen had <clears throat> good end of September's, October's. Um, Conway, obviously, leading the team in face-offs, leading the team in goals, leading the team in assists, points. He, he's, he's been really, really good since he's came in there. And we've needed that leadership and, and that line of Goodwin and Pekinich and, and Conway really have led the way and led by Conway himself. So happy enough, delighted for him to lift the big award. I've seen the, he won the Elite League Player of the Month as well, but I yeah, the
1: he won is the big one. So congratulations okay. to him for that. Coach, you saw, you commented on that shorthanded goal, that lovely goal at the start of the game on Sunday, but Conway really shown himself to be a, a real asset to the Belfast Giants.
2: Yeah, massively so. Great pickup by uh, by Kiefer and and, and Thornton in the in the summer. I uh, just laughing that you and know, I stood in this storm shelter with this woman ringing a cowbell the whole sixty minutes, and then we get pulled towards the latter part of the third period. It was a uh, Scott Conway's mum ringing yep. the cowbell the, uh, the the whole game. But he's been a great pick pickup, love, lovely shorthanded goal, as you say on on Sunday. He's one of those guys as well that you notice out in the ice. You see, you know, I referenced it on Sunday. First time, well, second time I've seen the guys uh, live this season. A bit like Jordan Boucher, you notice him out there, feet are always moving, skating really hard. Um, yeah, he's been a fantastic pick pickup, as David said, he's leading the way right across all, all of the stats. So, uh, an amazing pickup so far this season.
1: Uh, congratulations to Scott Cameron. Uh, to Scott Cameron, I've written on my, on my sheet here. Like, in Egypt. it's a few years ago, mate. I uh, was at the end. Congratulations to Scott Conway with 51% of the vote winning October's a view from the bridge player of the month, sponsored by Fono But Obviously, we weren't due to covid restrictions and the like, we weren't able to give him the trophy on the ice that we normally do, but we will get it to him and we'll get a few comments from him, right. Let's go on to the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV and a man who's back behind the bench on Sunday with your Belfast Giants. Delighted once again. Welcome on to your View from the Bridge, the head coach of your Belfast Giants. Of course, that is Adam Keith. How are you doing, coach?
0: Not bad. How are you guys doing? All good. How are you feeling, mate? Very
1: best. Good, good. How do you feel to be back on the bench on Sunday?
0: Yeah, it was good to be back. I think uh, I was getting sick of watching it from the TV, uh, especially after Saturday night's game. I would say that the the weekend prior to that was actually enjoyable to watch. Um, but uh, I think you know I was ready to get back back at it and, and and get involved. I think that you know it's it's one thing to to cheer on the team from the outside, but it's another to be right there in the thick of it on the ice or on the bench and. Um, Certainly, you know, I was back in my comfort zone on Sunday.
4: Coach, we've been talking <clears throat> excuse me, we've been talking about the, the the couple of games from the weekend and even going into the weekend before. How frustrating is it this the kind of lack of consistency you can go to Panthers, win five 0 and maybe just come to Sheffield in and, and get blue out by a, a sort of similar scoreline?
0: Yeah, it's it is frustrating, um, you know, and, and that's our jobs as coaching staff and the leadership group of this team to kind of figure that out and and get the reins on the consistency issue, um, you know, and it, it needs to start uh, in our practices and and we need to start there and, and and work our way towards the weekend so that we when we get to the weekend we feel good about ourselves and and what we did throughout the week and. Uh, we're going to get rewarded on the weekend for it. And, uh, you know, from then it's, you know, it's got to come from from the group. I mean, we need to be competitive every night. This is a competitive league. And if you don't turn up, uh, you don't put forth the effort or even if you don't just, even if you don't start on time, you know, if you you just kind of try and ease your way into the game, you find yourself down 5-1 at the end of the first period. So, um, you know, we need to make sure that we're ready to go from the drop of the puck every night um and, and put ourselves in good positions uh you know to, to, to lead games because it's a completely different game when you're chasing a game whether it's you know down five one or whether it's down three nothing or two nothing or even one nothing. You know, it changes the style of the play for both teams, playing from from the front or from the back. And I think that uh you know you've seen from the times that we've played from the front, we're a pretty good hockey team. You know, it's the times when we're chasing the game where it can get pretty stressful. And um, so we certainly want to work on our starts and we want to work on obviously finishing our chances because we're certainly getting a lot of chances. You go right back to the Cardiff game. Um, First period, I felt we had an abundance of chances, scoring chances to get ahead in that game. And uh, they, they get one at the end of the period, probably against the run of play. And now we're chasing the game for the rest of the game.
4: You talked about it there in your post-match interview, and we, we we spoke about it about five minutes ago there, about executing, and you'll have seen the numbers yourself over the last number of weeks, and we are creating plenty of great A chances, we're creating plenty of opportunities, the, the clan obviously lay down in front of a lot of shots on the weekend, but how do you work on that execution? You know, we are creating, but we're just not finishing
0: yeah again something needs to start in practice. i mean it needs to be focused it needs to be you know we're not just going down for another another rep in practice we're going down to to shoot the to score and we're gonna finish rebounds and we're gonna we're gonna practice with intensity because when it gets to a game, all of a sudden you know you're you're losing a second or two on the puck and you know you don't have that extra second to to really get your head up and pick a spot on the goalie. It's about getting your shot off fast and uh, practicing like you play because, uh, and, and it's not just, you know, it needs to be a, a team buy in thing. And, uh, that, that makes us compete against each other. That means when you get to the games, you know, you, you are playing at that type of speed. So, you know, again, that's, that's something the coaching staff really needs to, to harp. On, on for these uh, these next few practices here to lead up because obviously we're going into a tough building in Dundee against a very competitive team that if we don't turn up, uh you know it'll be a it'll be a long night as well. So we we need to uh we need to put in the work and and, and get ready to go.
2: Kiefer, you know me well enough. I'm an old school hockey fan, I, hence why my adoration for you as a player. People like Jason Ruff, uh, Paxton Schulte, Pat Bateman, and such like over the years; those kind of sandpaper guys, as well as people that could up put up points. We we're talking earlier on in the show there just about. I I certainly feel like my summation. I've watched all the Giants' games home and away so far. The team look certainly on paper and what we've seen on on the ice, even even in defeat, in the likes of um, Cardiff. I thought we were superb that night. But maybe one of the things that like my observation would be that. Do, do do we do we have that sandpaper? Do we have that that spark And us that you know, sometimes in a hockey game you do need whether it be a fight or whether it be a a, a monumental shift of blocking shots and just getting energy into the bench, et cetera, et cetera. Is that a, is that is that a fair summation in some way, or is that in any way a frustration for you, or is it a completely invalid kind of observation?
0: No, it's it's very valid. I think um you know it's something that we're continuously working on here is that, you know, it's not, the league and, and hockey is changing in a sense of, uh, you know, going the, I guess the more skilled speed route, like the rest of hockey is. Um, so certainly you do lose an element of physicality and, and sandpaper, I guess you could say from that. But, you know, the way that we look at our team is we need to find that team toughness that, and that's not fighting, you know. That's sometimes, like you just said, there. It's blocking a big shot. It's it's competing. It's playing with intensity. It's uh, backing each other up. It's it, it's going down. Maybe instead of trying to stick handle your way into the zone, you're chipping in. You're finishing the check. Those are the little things that change a game and change the momentum and change. Uh, you know, you can you can feel it from behind the bench. I, I think even more so than when you're on the bench. As a player, um, that's one of the main things I notice as a coach is you can feel the momentum shift in the game a little bit more as a coach. And I'm sure it's the same for the fan base. You can start to feel, you know, when the pressure is coming on your team, whereas as a, as a player, sometimes you're you're really wrapped up in your own play and, you know, keep making sure you're you're recovering on the bench to get ready for your next shift. You're not really paying attention to maybe some of the things that are happening for the few minutes before you get on the ice so you know we are looking for uh, you know that that team buy-in where we want a team that's when we feel the momentum is shifting that uh, we find a way to turn it around quickly because um you can really feel it happening and and you know we need to nip it in the butt right away otherwise obviously you do get into a situation where you know you could go down one maybe two quick ones and then all of a sudden now you're really chasing that game so it really is about that that team toughness that team intensity level that that we need to to raise obviously and uh, especially in those tight games where we find ourselves from uh chasing the game you need to get back into that game and and uh that is exactly what we're speaking about is that intensity level needs to rise you know we need to we need to uh Do something to change the course of the game and, and, you know, whatever uh, that, I guess, whatever that may be, whether, like you said, it's a a hit, a fight, a block shot, a a good shift, a good momentum shift, ozone possession, anything like that uh, can really change the game around.
1: As the nature of this section, Coach, we've got a few questions coming from the guys on Twitter, some of the fan questions. Um, Johnny Baxter, on the back of what you said, actually, Johnny Baxter asking, has there ever been a time this season when you thought, if I was on the ice?
0: I think that a lot, but uh, I always need to bring myself back down to reality and uh, you wouldn't want me on the ice these days. (laughs) Those days are far removed. (laughs) Four years off is taking its toll.
1: Um, one from Ryan says, Is there a non Giants League team whose recruitment has impressed you this season?
0: Um, I wouldn't say like recruitment has impressed me. I mean, I think, I think it's a very competitive league. Um, you know, from top to bottom, I think obviously. Uh, you know, we, we've obviously played Dundee a lot, and you know, very competitive team. Play really hard. Every game is going to be physical, going to be competitive. Um, you know, obviously, you know the, the the teams that we've just seen there. Obviously, Sheffield has uh, has put together another team that has a lot of firepower. So, you know, it's about shutting that team down and 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 playing solid defensively, and and then obviously taking our chances when we get them. So. Um, you know, I can only speak for some of the teams that we have played. Obviously, there's a few that we haven't played yet. Um, so, but, uh, like I said, no, nobody overly, uh, impresses me with the, with the recruitment. I just think that it's a, a solid cross the board this league. And, uh, and I think that you can see that from the results so far. And I think that that's going to be exciting for the fan base. And, uh, obviously we need to do our part to be there in the mix.
4: Let's bring it back to this weekend. Coach, obviously just the one game with the clan game dropping out. Um, we've had a good few looks at, at Dundee already this season. Is there anything in particular you need to be looking at for this weekend coming?
0: Well, I think we're going to take a look at our own game first and foremost. I think that's that's the biggest thing right now. I think uh, you know we, I think we've gotten away from some of the things that we stressed at the start of the year. And um, we need to get back to doing those things. You know things that we we felt was making us a real competitive team and really a, a possession team that was controlling the majority of the game. I think we've gotten away from that maybe since we had a few injuries. Um, I think when you get the injuries, all of a sudden sometimes things sometimes things change just because you're you're almost in survival mode when you're down. Uh, you know I think we were down four four bodies at one point, so. Um, you know you're playing hard, but you're also playing fatigued. Whereas right now, you know we're at full strength. There's there's no excuses out there. You know we need to be playing at, a, at an extremely high pace and 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 bringing the pace to the hockey game. Not 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 trying to match the pace of the other team. We we want to be bringing the pace to the teams.
2: Kiefer, I have to ask you. I watched it whenever it first went live. The Amazon Prime documentary with your brother and obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, watched it all in, in one day. Thought it was obviously superb. Love those flying the wall documentaries. Obviously had a keener look at it, not just because Kyle Dubas is a Man City fan, but also because of because of Sheldon. Um, what was your what was your take on that? He obviously I listen to the TSN Overdrive podcast every day, and Sheldon was on with Jeff O'Neill, Jimmy Noodles, McLennan, and Brand Hayes, and they were all taking the the meck out of him for his for his language throughout the throughout the course of the uh, the documentary, but. They also kind of said that they were somewhat surprised at how tough he was with the players as well. And, you know, he was very forthright and very clear in his communication as to his expectations. Do you, you obviously continue to speak with him, but like what did you learn anything more out of that documentary that you maybe didn't think that that's my brother or you were surprised in some way, or do you continue to, uh, to kind of pick, you know, different, various different tactics, etc., etc., off, off Sheldon?
0: I think if you had asked me that question um uh, a long time ago but when he really first started coaching I probably would have said no I, I wasn't aware that um mm-hmm. he can be that intense uh, but you know I have obviously watched him coach from from juniors on so uh I'm well aware of how intense he can be you know that's just his passion you know he's a passionate uh coach he was a passionate player so I, you shouldn't really be that surprised you know he was obviously a a player that put up a lot of points, but you know if you really watch this game he was a guy that they left everything on the ice and played physical fought when he had to hit what hit everything in sight you know he was a guy that that played with with passion so makes uh oh, it makes full sense that he's a passionate coach and and that's really where i think he finds his success is is the passion that he brings to the team you know it's contagious and um You know, so, uh, you know, obviously I'm not uh, too surprised that uh, when I was watching that, that some of the reactions, obviously, you know, uh, some of the swearing and stuff like that. You know, it is a TV show and they're going to pick the the moments that uh, are highly dramatized. So um, I think we got to see those parts of the season and we didn't really get to see the ones where maybe it was a little bit more mellow.
1: The uh, Which actually just one question from Alan Brett on Twitter. So on that note is, uh, who swears more, you or your brother? In well, the room?
0: If, you, if you went by the documentary, you'd have to say him. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'm trying to work on it. I'm sure he is as well. But so like I said, when you, when you get in the heat of the moment, sometimes that passion takes over and you're not too worried about uh, the odd F-bomb here or there. Deko actually said to
2: me on webcast on Sunday, he's been very pleasantly surprised with how calm you are in comparison to what you were like on the ice. How calm you are in the uh, in the locker room.
0: Yeah, well, he must not be in the locker room too much. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I I am trying to stay a little bit more composed. You know, it's one thing uh, to you have to channel that passion. Can't always show it and always use it. It becomes falls on deaf ears. Um, you know, and also, you know, we, you know, you, as a coach, you are a leader on that bench and, you know, there's times when things are getting hairy out there on the ice where you need to show your composure and you need to keep the, the guys composed. And, um, you know, I haven't been the greatest at that, uh, to start my coaching career. So, uh, you know, I certainly, something that I do want to, to learn to control a little better is use that, that passion, use that intensity at the right times.
1: I'm just finally, because just to wrap it up, you know, obviously it was just the one game this weekend against on these Stars away. With that game against the clan dropping and moving all the way to March, is that a positive for you? Could you use that day or is it just a day's rest for the boys?
0: Um, I wouldn't say it's a positive, you know. Um, one day a week, one game a week is it's unorthodox for hockey. So uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a positive because it will... It will uh, obviously be a Tuesday game that we're gonna have to make up. So not a positive, but you know it is what it is. Obviously, it's an unfortunate situation for them, and just happy that they've ironed out their their issues with the arena and and are are back full time. And you know that's only great for the league and and great for the fan base there in Glasgow. Uh, always fun going to play there. It's always a, a tough building to win in. So you know it's a it's a Tuesday that we'll have to go in and and be professionals and, and get the job done. Okay.
1: Listen, Coach, we really appreciate you coming on as always. Thanks for your time and good luck this weekend.
0: No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers Thank you, Coach.
1: Yeah. Big thanks to Adam Keith once again for coming on and joining us on, on the fan agenda. We're going to mix things up a little bit. Normally, we'd move on to the news. We're going to pause the news for now because we've got another guest waiting in the wings. And uh, just uh, He's been waving at us. He's been making all sorts of hand gestures. He's been trying to wind people up. That's fine. The, uh, the game this weekend, as has been mentioned, is the game away to the Dundee Stars at Dundee Ice Arena at 5 pm and it is live on Premier Sports.
3: Good evening, hockey fans. We're at the fire. <laughs> yeah.
1: Please welcome the, uh, the head coach of the Dundee Stars. That's Omar Pasha. Hey good guys. evening, Omar. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing good. Uh, I know Neil had to shave. Neil had to shave? Yeah, I had too many grey whiskers. <laughs> and
2: he's, uh, he's, he, he's nicely branded as well. He knows if he had to come on here without his Dundee Stars branding, I would have had a word in his ear as well. <laughs> it's
5: a big the, TV uh, game, so we've got
1: to get all the Belfast fans to watch it. Could you, uh, Pash, you know, it's been a tough weekend for you. You, you The overtime loss in Nottingham and then a difficult game in Coventry. You're looking to bounce back this weekend. What were your thoughts on, on how you played last weekend?
5: Yeah, it was a weird weekend. I mean, um yeah, we, we, we played a solid road game against Nottingham. I thought you know it was uh it was a good start by us. We were able to get the lead and and you know what, maybe on a different night, you know, uh it's two points goes to us, but I, I like the way overall we played that game. Um, you know, we seem to uh play Nottingham twice now. It's been two really tight games, unfortunately. Went on the other side and on um Sunday was a, yeah, disappointing night for our guys. Uh, you know, I, you know, as a group, I think we all expected a bit better, but I think it's the nature of, of the game right now. There's a lot of inconsistency everywhere. And our team is, is, is challenging with that right now. We, we're, we're trying to bring that consistency every day. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, like every team we're dealing with a lot of, um, you know, personnel that they're, injuries and whatnot but you know uh, this league all has them so we're hoping to bounce back big this weekend and uh, it's a big uh, big test for our guys.
4: Pash we had uh, Adam Keefe on just before you there and we were talking about inconsistencies within the Belfast Giants own game and you've talked about it yourself yourself your own team and all the teams around the league seem to be you know one thing, we went and beat Panthers five 0 and I think they've gone and, and, and beat Cardiff the nil the following night. There just seems to be no real rhyme or reason. Are you frustrated with that, or is that something you've just got to work on every single day in practice?
5: Um, yeah, I mean it, it can be frustrated because you know in some ways it's because you believe in the group, right? So you, you know when you have that higher expectations of your group, you would hope that you know we're able to find that night in and night out, and it just seems like we're you know, really good one night and, um, you know, we struggled the next night. Um, you know, unfortunately now we've had a lot of road games and we're dealing with, you know, a lot of changes in the lineup week by week, but the overall group, it's, it's, it's finding our, our way a bit at the, on the road. Cause similar to Belfast, I had a look before I came on, uh, you know, they played a lot of away games as well. And, and you can see, um, the away form everywhere, uh, you know, coming to Scotland is not going to be easy for any team, right? So, you know, you, you go to England and, and that's the, the only disappointing thing for me. The big disappointment was, you know, we stayed in England, I guess, that night. So it's just, it's it's something that I'm sure all teams are concerned where it's certainly concerned right now, but it's not something that, that the group is, is you know, it's a good challenge for us early on this year to find that game, to find that consistency and to know that every single game, I think you guys are well aware there's no there's no easy games and and for us, we always have to be the hardest working team to to give ourselves a chance to win
2: Le Posh, you and I speak all the time and one of the players that has really stood out to me, and I know I'm an old school hockey fan, but one of the um one of the players that stood out to me is Big Hass that you brought in this year, and he really does like play play with an edge. We've seen it in Belfast. I remember watching one of the webcasts and Big Scissors on commentary going apoplectic that nobody was kind of standing up because Haas was challenging the bench and so on and so forth. What has he kind of brought to your team? Because we have often talked about, you know, whenever you're constructing your team, what are you looking for, and uh, whether it be whenever we were in Manchester or obviously since you moved to, to Dundee and you're pulling together your roster, this is what this is what the ethos of this team is going to be. And I know we brought Eric Nielsen in into Manchester, but still like at that at that time before obviously he came in. You were kind of semi anti that that big physical presence. You wanted speed, speed, speed. But whenever we brought Neil in, he was great for us more so as a brand and, and off the ice. But someone like Haas has really come in and really stamped his authority on, he's he's created a bit of an impression around around the league. How's he fitted in in Dundee with, with you, with with the team? And what's, what, what's kind of the word in the street around the league about him as well? Well, Kyle,
5: Kyle, you know what? He's he's such an important player for this team on the ice and off the ice. As you know, he's a great human being, and uh, you know, comes from a good family, good background, and you know, he was a captain. He was a captain for many years too, so you know, he has that ability to be a a good a good leader in some ways. But I think everybody kind of forgets that you know he's a. He's impressed me as a player and he's been, he's been hard to play against. I, I truly think, um, you know, he's been probably one, if not our most consistent player all year, because you kind of know what you to expect every night. He's going to play hard. He's going to be physical. And that's something that, you know, throughout, you know, the offs the long off season, I guess, is something that I really wanted to pinpoint to add to our lineup. Now, the unfortunate thing for Kyle is right now, and 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 a bit with our other defensemen is some games we're playing with four defensemen, other games we're playing with five. So again, that toughness, even though he's bringing it every night, he's he, I think he's going to bring even more when we're going to go back to six, which we've not done, which we've not had one game at six defensemen all year. So I'm really excited to see that how he's going to perform on a full energy every you know every not going on every other shift, but so far he's, he's been, you know, he's been physical. He's moving the puck good. He's joining the rush when he has to. And and he's a guy that, you know, we're hoping that players will play bigger around him. But again, it's, it's as a defenseman, when you're logging those minutes, I know he, he likes maybe the, the odd scrap here and there, but for now being like, he's an important asset for our team and that will come. Obviously that's part of the game. You know, and even in today's age, there is, you know, things that happen on the ice, and um, I just think he adds that presence to our lineup. And um, for us, he's been a he's been a great asset for our team, for our decor. And and like I said, we'll know even more about what he brings when we have the full decor and the full team. So, uh, but so far, he's been a, a really really impressed me. And uh, like I said, I think our most consistent player.
1: Pash, this is the. And Davey, uh, this is... That,
5: there you go. Sorry to cut you off. And Davy, when you at, when you talked about consistency, that's what we all look for. So he's been yeah. a great
1: asset for that. Yep. fair point. The um, this is the 147th matchup between our two sides this season. <laughs> um, what sort of you know, what what sort of attitude do you give from that familiarity between these two sides? You know, do you go into this game thinking you know the Belfast Giants, or do you go in thinking you don't know who you're going to be playing each and every night? Well, again, you know, you nailed it on the head. We play
5: them a lot of times, so we we, we kind of know each other now. Uh, the tendencies, you know, their their play. Um, you know, what can we do to give ourselves the best chance to win the hockey game? So, um, for us, I, I mean, listen, you know, it, 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 <laughs> there's a bit of a spicy play, but because it's both teams play extremely hard. But for me, I've I've said it obviously to Ross. And I said, I think I've even said it to you guys. I'm I've been majorly impressed with Belfast as a team. I think they, they work hard. They have a lot of skill up front. And again, I'm just talking about the games we played, but even in the pre-scout, you can see it. So um, if I would be a Belfast Giants fan, I'm sure that, um, that everybody would be, would be excited for this team. And and for us, we just got to play our way and play hard and and play like the few times we played them. and, And that will give us a good chance to win too.
2: Just uh, just building off that really quickly. Um, you know, you're talking about the Giants, here. I remember you phoning me one day whenever you're doing a pre scout and you were talking about how impressive the likes of Griffin Reinhardt is, his skating oh, ability, and all the rest He's yeah. a real standout player, right? Eh?
5: Yeah, I mean, again, you 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 have players on their team, and again, there's players on our team that I'm sure the, the other coaches are impressed with, and uh, for us, again, we 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 looked at a lot of things when what Belfast did, and uh, I really liked how, to be fair, the four games against Belfast, if you look back now, um, I you know besides maybe the first period away and, and maybe the third period out of home in the first game and where we were a bit short, I, other than that, I, I think we play them really evenly and, and it's anybody's game. So for us, we just want to create that competitiveness and, and to make it hard on them to you know, to be physical in certain aspects and to use our speed in other aspects. And um, for Belfast, obviously, a guy like Reinhardt, you know, I think you guys have all seen it, his skating ability for his size and, you know, his pedigree and, and whatnot. And, no, I again, there's a lot of good players on that team and there's a lot of good players in this league. So you just got to make sure, you know, you're aware of them on the ice. Pash, let's, let's talk
4: about targets. You probably have back in the summer when you're assembling your roster, you've probably got some short and long-term targets that you, I assume you just rejig them on the fly. You're now a, a month into the season, qualified for the next phase of the Challenge Cup after knocking one team out with uh, how many games it took to knock one team out. but you know, <laughs> Qualified for the next phase. Uh, you'll be looking to climb the league. Do you do you set small targets? Do you have a big target? What where are you looking at the minute? What's your what's your next month look like? Well,
5: right right now it's um you know game by game, and it, it's it's more about finding our consistency because we like like every team we talked about, one game we're we're playing the right way, and and we had a bit of con- we had a bit of consistency at the start of the season, but we had trouble finding the net a bit, and that's where we have to come back and play that way. Whilst we create more chances and chances, and then eventually the tide will turn and you'll score goals. So we got to get back to doing that every single night. But as a target, I mean, listen, there's there's no secret. I mean, you, you got teams that you know you want to finish in the top eight, but you also want to challenge this group to to get as many points as possible. You know, we've had a we've had a, a schedule that you know had a lot of road games, and and for me those those sometimes are. Are very important that you grab some, and, and unfortunately for now we got a big game on Saturday against the Storm away at the at the shelter. Neil knows that plays really well. Um, the Dristle Dome, the, <laughs> the Drizzle Dome, yeah. So I'm, we're really focusing, for example, on that game first because first game of the weekend, and 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 try to build in some consistency and hopes, hopefully, some confidence going into Sunday. So for the time being, I mean. We're going game by game and, and and focusing on our game and the, the targets, you know, points and, and whatnot. I think that will come a bit later. Not that every game matters right now, because the game on Saturday will be massive for us in Manchester. But again, it's just finding our way, finding our consistency. And again, to be fair, it's it's um now it's hopefully we can try to stay healthy as healthy as possible because you know, when you're playing that this short, and and every team will say it. Kiefer just said, I think a few minutes ago, he was missing four players at one point. So you, it, it's a hard to almost put a full judgment on the team. So I'm really looking forward this weekend. We're most likely going to get one player back that was out for a while. So hopefully, we'll see a bit more of our decor there, how they adjust to playing six. Taking the taking the the,
4: the conversation off the ice, if you like, how pleased are you with? What you've done with the organization since you've came in, the Dundee obviously crowds are up, better product for us watching on the ice for sure. You enjoying that side of the aspect of the? Of yeah,
5: the- I love this side, and um, you know I've learned a lot from. uh not way this bit, I taught you what I could, but I couldn't leave it to anybody else. He was a he was a proud founder, I, I guess, of this. So I'll call him like you call him, coach. So um, I had the privilege to work with coach for a number of years. And, uh, you know, I always had a business mind myself, but I think it was, uh, it was something of an eye opener to see and to learn from Neil. And um, so I, I grabbed that passion as well. And when I came to Dundee, you know, working with uh, you know, the Ward family and, and they kind of, you know, will help me, um, you know, put the, sorry, put the confidence in myself and, and have confidence in me to kind of, you know, lead from the front. And, and I was, a, I was, you know, so fortunate to this day, they were able to do that. And you no, know, I'm proud of the organization from our, you know, commercial manager to, I know sometimes the, you know, I'll call them the war family, but one in particular doesn't want to get mentioned, but the office stuff that he does, um, you know, in the background, our secretary, which is a part owner, Debbie, which she does a fabulous job. And, you know, everybody around the club that helps so much. So, we're proud right now that, you know, off the ice, things are going well because, you know, you look at the attendance at the start of the year, we're up 20% from what we were a few years back. And you look around the league, you look around the NHL, you look around a lot of indoor events, you know, we're right up there with with growth. So uh, I think, you know, talk about them, look at, you guys have the podcast here, Stars TV has been incredible. And to say the least, you know, they they're ready to do whatever, whenever, and, you know, just the video we did two weeks ago, I'm sure you guys seen a the quick Game video. I mean, I know Wayne didn't sleep for like five days doing that. So, <laughs> you know, there's a full buy-in here off the ice and and the players are aware of that. And that's why I'm, I'm sure and I know they really want to do well. So once the product is consistent on the ice, you know, we'll have um, hopefully more sellouts at the DIA.
2: We'll get you out on this last question. I already know the answer to it, but I think our listeners would be re- really keen. I mean, you know, you obviously you're, you reference like your hockey career and all the rest, but genuinely, who, who's the best general manager you've ever worked for in your career?
5: <laughs> well, Neil Russell, but nobody would know. There him. we go, so, LePage, it, there we go. It, it's coach, coach Russell, coach Good Russell.
2: evening, hockey fans, We're
5: <laughs> Are you doing the commentary on? So- no,
1: yeah, we're at home. Yeah, talking. No,
2: yeah, Talk. we're, it's a home game. Pass. were not you yeah, guys uh,
5: supposed to play a Saturday?
1: Supposed to play. We were supposed to play, oh, yeah. supposed to play the, uh, the the Glasgow Clan, but that's been moved to March.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that earlier. So yeah. Oh,
1: well, well, listen. One game weekend. One game weekend, on indeed. And that game, that game is on Sunday, five p.m., and it is live on Premier Sports from the Dundee Ice Arena. Pash, Later, thanks for your time. Yeah. There that's, we go, that's
2: it. You're home for hockey. Yeah, home for,
1: yeah, that's it. Thanks what for your time, Pash.
2: Liga?
5: What time does the league start? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you oh, thought, I, don't had, I don't have that on the soundboard. I thought I had it. Next time, next time. Thanks for <laughs> your time, Pash. Ooh, <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> He's gone. Bye, Pash. Thanks Thanks for your time. Always good to have him. Great to have both Omar Pasha and Adam Keefe on the show. As I say, that game is at 5pm on Premier Sports. Dundee stars against the Belfast Giants on Sunday. Uh, We're going to round up with a bit of the news. Uh, We mentioned it there that this Saturday's rearranged fixture away to the Glasgow clan has been moved to Tuesday, the 29th of March 2022 at 7pm at Brayhead Arena. And speaking of Brayhead, um, Gareth Chalmers of the Clan and director of Glasgow Arena Limited have this week signed a 20 year lease of the Brayhead Arena that secures top flight hockey in that venue. It'll also be continued to use as a multi purpose arena. However, it'll also see public skating at the venue under the new heading Brayhead Ice Centre. Uh, it was mentioned there, Coach, putting your former GM's hat on and the work that Gareth's done and, and how, the importance of getting that sort of tie into the arena. For for securing top flight hockey in Glasgow is uh, second to none.
2: Yeah, I had uh, had a half an hour conversation actually with Freddie Black on Saturday morning on um, the Old Trafford, and he was talking about the announcement that was that was coming out later on that afternoon, and just was going into granular detail about the complexities of getting that deal over the line, and it was a long time in the making, a lot of backwards and forwards, <clears throat> but there the Black family. Are absolutely delighted as, as of course Garth is as well uh in, in getting the deal signed sale delivered. Long term future of of ice hockey in Glasgow is now is now secure, which is fantastic news. I have to say, I think actually the Glasgow clan, formerly Brayhead clan, they're 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 in many ways like the perfect kind of organization in, in the elite league in terms of I think the size of their arena. Um, you know it's, I, I love going into Brayheads whatever it is three and a half four thousand they, they they pack it on a regular basis it's a good atmosphere inside there They generally had a had a strong hockey team to watch so the product's been good I think it's you know okay it's maybe not central Glasgow but it's um it's obviously within a, a large shopping center and the crowds have, have always been generally very very strong and I think you know, the the, the Blacks and, and Gareth are obviously, and Jerry McLaughlin and co are, are looking to build on that as uh, as the years roll by. And I think the deal that's been signed there gives them a real strong portfolio now. They're in charge of the arena. To your point, they'll be skating there. There'll be numerous different shows. So they'll be turning a bit like Killer in, in, in Cardiff, eh? You know, he's got to fill that bar, whether it be with UFC events outside of hockey and whatever the hell it may well be in, in terms of events over the course of it can't just be a big white elephant It's a good opportunity for them but you know i think you know from speaking to freddie uh, at, at a high level certainly um they're very keen just to make sure that they get the ice side of things sorted first and foremost make sure that that's an entertaining product everything operationally is delivered incredibly well and uh, and then they'll look to kind of obviously to, to, to build out from there so yeah, more part of their elbow. Um, well, well, well done to the Blacks and, and to Gareth. And I'm sure they've been incredibly, uh, incredibly busy and, and ultimately um, very relieved that it's managed to get done.
1: Davey, on that, you know, I think Brayhead or Glasgow, as they are now, of course, you know, from in that progression, I've been trying to gain not to pull itself away from the, the shadow of the likes of the Air Scottish Eagles. I think that's just of its time, but trying to develop their own sort of identity. And I think that's now coming, and these links to the arena are only going to strengthen that.
4: Well, yeah, the, as coaches talked about the Blacks and the job that Gareth and et cetera have done. They've now solidified that they have got a 20-year plan and they need to start translating that into banners, you know, hanging from the rafters. They have to start becoming a winning franchise. It's all well and good being the best team in Scotland or whatever and, and having these three and a half thousand, four thousand crowds, really good fan base to travel really well. They need to start converting that into trophy success. And uh you know, who's not to say that this year mightn't be a, a good year for them. It, it's going to be difficult for them cramming there, cramming an extra month of fixtures into the same length of time that everybody else is having eight months. They've got seven, whatever, but um, they looked OK uh, and and what they started with on Sunday. So, um, you know, it's the, the future looks bright for them up there, that's for sure.
1: Uh, Looking at a few of the scores across the league this weekend. A tough weekend, as we just discussed, on the road for the Stars with an OT loss in Nottingham and a 5-1 defeat in Coventry. Uh, Flames took the spoils on Premier Sports in their trip to the Drizzledome with a 6-2 victory over the Storm, who subsequently parted ways with former giant Liam Morgan. Uh, Flames then hosted the Steelers on Sunday, only for the game to be a 0-0 at 60 minutes, and uh, Dane Todd took the overtime spoils for the visitors uh the real shock of the weekend, however, came in Kirkcaldy as the Devils hot off the heels mm-hmm. of a two one defeat to the Blaze in in the cup at home, went up to Kirkcaldy and were soundly beaten 3 1 by Todd Dudium's five flyers. Matt Carter rounding the scoring in the empty net and taking the points, Davy. Um I didn't see it coming. We've talked to Adam Cave, the
4: past coaches spoke about, it. Adam spoke about you spoke about it. The Consistency in this league at this stage of the early season is all over the place. One team can go and rinse the team one night and get beat themselves mentally, as we talked about, going hammering the Panthers and then they go in the mix. Not all trouble in paradise, there. You know, I've seen a lot on Twitter. What a <laughs> few fans throwing their season tickets back into the, into the card of play <laughs> it they, in the pay. Always, yeah, I, mean, I
2: love to say it.
4: The things you love to see. <laughs> Coach, yes, you know, the uh the be
2: betron is reverse baseball cap in the in the river as well, eh?
4: <laughs> um but uh yes, Cardiff Devils burning their season tickets before the Halloween
1: decorations are down. So good to see. Good to see. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, it didn't seem like the consistency is that, but but we've talked about Fife and the, but then they have taken these results.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Because, Storm
1: saw it just a week or so ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. F- Fife, um, Fife have had a had a tough start of the season. I mean, Coach Goldie Killer will definitely not be happy with uh, with that result. Totally unexpected. And I think to davie's point, you listen. You sometimes pick up little musings, don't you, around around the place? But you know, you just wonder whether everything is a okay there in in Cardiff. And oh, listen, it's probably the first time that I I can recall in the last. Quite a few seasons where they might have might have face a tiny bit of adversity or a bit of pushback from their fan base, and it's only listen. It's only been a, a couple of results that that they've tripped up on, and and to our discussion throughout the course of the podcast, that there's been inconsistency right across the board. It's not just the Cardiff Devils have been inconsistent, or the Belfast End. It's been numerous teams, and um, but knowing Killer the way we all know Killer. He does not accept mediocrity at all, and if there's, and he he's certainly not a man that's been known to to, to get the, the sack players and 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 kick them back across the Atlantic. But he won't be shy of making a move. I can assure you of that. And if the market um is, is there, and and if the on ice performances dictate that a change is required, Killer won't be uh, won't be shy of pulling the trigger on it.
1: Also, maybe. Potentially maybe a few distractions on the bench coming from a North America direction that maybe if news in the last couple of days will settle that. That's a story we are not touching with a barge pull. Um I say tough weekend for for the uh, for the devils and that two one defeat as well against the Blaze, which leads us into we feel, we feel oh. Oh, okay. yep. There was a Dops. A DOPs issue from that game between Cardiff and the uh, and the Coventry Blaze. Nathaniel Halbert has been assessed a one game. Nathaniel Halbert has been assessed a one game boarding uh, suspension. Five plus game is called on the night. Um, have you just seen this? Yep. What do you think, there You go for it. I'm okay with it. I think it's a bit of rough roughhousing and
4: it maybe crosses the line to give him the boarding penalty on the night, five-minute boarding penalty, two-minute minor even maybe. I don't think there's enough there to, to suspend him for a
2: game, to be quite honest with you. It's, there's I a bit it's of manhandling. I um, think it's naughty, boys. I mean, that is naughty. Yeah, I mean, he's got him by the scruff of the neck. Uh, just watch him here. Swings round. watching on YouTube? Him to the neck and literally throws him like head, well, back of the head. Uh, first into, into the boards, that's that's not that that's not good. And I'm not, I hate, like, I thought that suspension for the other Coventry defenseman last week. I thought it was a horrendous decision from Dobbs I thought it was a freaking great hit. Interference, fair enough. Give him his give him a, whatever the rule book says on the interference, but uh, that was never a suspension. This for me, I think it's, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. It's a bit naughty there, mate. Go
3: You
2: let go there. Could let go, but he keeps hold of him and drives him right into that Nissan sign. Naughty. Well done.
1: What well, uh, Why would you say it's not, Davy?
4: Well, here we go. We're getting you information here. He suffered an injury in the play, so Is that that's,
1: that this, seems to be the way of it as well. It's
4: like if they if, if they're the, injured, this in the past, has to be factored in. Um, I still don't think it's that bad. To be quite honest. <laughs>
2: You'd be going apoplectic, <laughs> mate. If that yeah, was... That's, if, if the... Kyle has grabs Jordan Boucher on Saturday night and does that, yeah, okay, maybe it's not a fair even comparison. Six foot six, well, foot here,
4: one, one point on that, and and um, our good friend Omar Pasha is there, you know, they're playing with 4D. Mm-hmm. S- somebody go sacrifice themselves, yeah, you know, take a D man, take Kyle Haas out of the game for five minutes, three times if you have to during the game, yeah.
1: Yeah. Play against 3D. it comes so it very hard
2: suspension, Paddy, personally.
1: Um. Finally, uh, congratulations to Kel Beatty, who registered his first points in Solway this weekend on the power play, I believe, as well. Uh, it also prompted these words from uh, Solway head coach Martin Grubb. Um, I think the last time we, opened, we talked about Kel Beatty, last night
3: we had Dundee here, yeah, they had the, the Hamill twins. The, the Belfast junior system is obviously starting to, to produce fruits now, We obviously you're getting kel Dundee using the handles, we had JB hat on as well, it's, it's going to be a, a fruitful avenue in the future the Belfast system and It's good to see obviously the, the Giants and Rob Stewart have been working away um, quite quietly doing their thing and I think we get lucky because with Jamie Thompson being my assistant coach, we've been the head coach in the Scotland 17s. he gets to see some of these kids coming through um, and obviously I get that with the, with the GB side of things yeah, as you say, Ke- Kel's done really well for us. I know he made a nice play and he got a nice assist in the car play tonight. He's just grown into it. Um, I think the Hamels will probably be the same. It's the first taste of senior hockey. They've also got Max Stewart, who seems to be doing a great job in Leeds. So, for, for Belfast, it's great for them. It's great for British hockey. Um, it's a Scottish conference, I guess, that's where they play, so it's good for them. And I'm led to believe there's quite a few more coming through there, so, uh, I mean, they'll be one to keep an eye on and I guess, for purely certain sharks point of view uh, we are able to benefit from it and as you say from the Great Britain point of view the, the, it doesn't matter where they come from I guess any eligible youngster the more the more the merrier and obviously there's, there's young players on both teams here tonight that are going to be worth watching for the future and uh, they can only go well for our game
1: Big thanks to to our good friend Craig Simpson at March seventy four Sports for that audio, Davey. I'll go to you. Some great comments there. Considering you, know, the Hamill twins, you know, Kel Beatty, uh, and I mentioned it for Max Stewart as well, and how the Belfast system is actually uh, there's some fruits of the of the labors that are going in there. Yeah, it's it's funny, Paddy,
4: that it, it's kind of taken twenty years of the Giants to start you know growing fruit from small trees that have been planted along the way. It's it's maybe bit poor from us that we didn't do this quicker and and, and find opportunities for these kids and it's maybe just a it, it took the Belfast Giants to grow for a certain amount of time to to get more people playing hockey or whatever. But you know you've you've killed doing really well for Solway Mac points for the Leeds Knights um Carter Hamill's over there as well has got points for the leagues for the Leeds Knights in the NIHL. So you know I was looking through elite prospects earlier on there and Max Stewart's 17 years old, 75 kilos and Carter Hamill, 17, 56 kilos, you know,
1: <laughs>
4: tiny, tiny boy still to grow into it and, and doing really, really well already. So as he starts to fill out, look, he's going to be a guy that I can see in a Belfast Giants uniform as well Um, in, in the years to come. So absolutely fantastic for them. They, these guys are literally living their dream. And Cale and, and Mac have managed to pull on the Belfast Giants uniform this year and, and Carter and a few others I'll, I'll be hoping to do that as well. So uh we can only but wish them luck and, and hope that they represent us someday. Coach.
2: Totally agree. I think it's uh think it's great to see you know, the work that's gone in uh with the development system over, over the course of the years. I mean, looking back whenever you know the Giants formed, really like no real infrastructure, certainly no connectivity with with the club. Think you look at the the work that like Stewie and I don't know whether he's still involved or not, but like Shane, Shane Johnson helped out quite a bit there and and all the rest with with the youth system. I think it's just absolutely fantastic to see, and especially with that connectivity with, with the club now. And just hopefully, as as Martin Grubb said there, hopefully we'll start to see in, in the coming years like a throughput of, of Belfast-born players. Like, we're all Belfast boys. We're all incredibly proud, Davey, like, without a shadow of a doubt, is the... You know, Mark the Motria Morris and the his hero and all the rest. <laughs> but I think all of us would be you know, to see another Wally, uh, Graham Martin or Gareth Martin, Graham Roberts etc. See another kind of I don't know people have come through the cycle and uh, started off here and fallen in love with the Giants, been through the Giants structure. I think it would be cool as well to see another uh, another Stewie on, on the ice. Like, geez, That maybe kind of makes us all feel really old seeing Stewie's son skating out there i remember i was talking about stewie at the weekend on on the on the webcast just alone watching stewie play play the game Um, i think it's awesome man and i think um hopefully as we move forward um we see a a complete throughput of, of some really good young players young local players and nobody else supporting them better than the belfast giants fans that's for sure
1: yeah, massive well done to Kel and uh, and thanks to the Martin Grubb and and the Craig Simpson for those for those comments and passing them on to us. And it's great to see, like you said, it's great to see these kids coming through. And it's exactly what we do want to see. it's obviously the investment for coming in and the time we invested by the likes of Rob Stewart and, and and the guys down at the Junior Giants to to push these kids on. And you know we saw it there the other week with Kel and and, and Mac on the ice for the Belfast Giants and and the pride in in, in the fan base alone never mind you know the pride in his own dad on the bench and and the coaching staff of being able to put these lads out there but the pride the fan base to get two lads out there from our own fair city it was wonderful and, and hopefully we'll get to see more and more of it in the years to come um i think we're just going to wrap it up there any other business gentlemen anything i, I don't have anything other than the uh
4: kevin rain just to keep a, a, a... A tally going it's up to almost five hundred pounds after week seven of the season, so uh a few people are gonna have to crack their wallets out and start paying <laughs> um you know paying their money off as they go along and the other thing we we got pulled during the week about a pint for a pint bleed oh, yeah. so maybe maybe for next week
1: you can yeah I have, have, have a look that. and see where we're at with that. I, I, funny, I saw that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig into that for next week's show, just to get that up again, because we, uh, we really appreciate what everybody was doing there, and obviously it got, it got abruptly ended, uh, when, when the season was ended, uh, but, uh, needless to say, it's something that should be carrying on, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reinvigorate that and we'll revive that for next week's show um nothing for me coach
2: no uh, nothing for me other than to say thank you both for the uh extending the kind invitation onto the show this evening it's rolled back the years um yes yeah, been uh no obviously says on the ir and joel out of dodge pretending he's uh busy with work Um, <laughs> you know i got the got the call up and it's always good to talk hockey with you boys and uh as i say, to roll back the uh roll back the years and a bit of old school um chat with the three of us again so it's been it's been great
4: that's been, it's been good to have you back on, isn't it, Davey? It's been absolutely brilliant. I, I,
2: like,
4: what can I say? <laughs> you know? I, I talk you've been I talk about you on the podcast pretty much every week anyway. It was, a, a like, I love doing the podcast with Joel, love doing it with says. Loved oh, I've done it with Paddy for many years now. But that, the the podcast really gave me something when I moved to England and I, you know, I'd lost my contact with Belfast and being involved with the Giants and, and doing the podcast with you two guys every week kept me a little bit of Belfast in my heart. And like, I, I'll be forever grateful for you two for, for doing that with me. And it was just a time in my life where, the, like, it was just brilliant doing it every Tuesday night. And I miss it. I still do the podcast, but I miss this lineup. <laughs> Did you ever wake your leg? Do you remember that? So you Do you probably remember that? Offer. There's a scar. It is. Sure on YouTube, is Davey is showing the scar. Davey's
1: bump. There, there <laughs> <A wee> bump. <laughs> you know, are you, uh, are you getting any um, advice from Coach Davey on this, uh, this Bristol job as a GM? Oh, the, the, the,
4: the, new, planet,
1: the new planet ice opening? They
4: couldn't afford
2: you, mate. They couldn't afford you. Could they not know? Nah, I couldn't afford you, man.
4: Afford you. <laughs> you see, but the, the the thing would be, you know, the way when when you worked and went and worked for the Manchester Storm, and a bit like Todd Kelman when he went to uh, the Cardiff, you know, you just ditched the Belfast Giants, and it was like Manchester, you know, if Belfast came in, you wanted to beat them. Supports anyone for a five, mate It wouldn't wouldn't matter to me if the Bristol Pitbulls were paying me a million pound if Belfast Giants came in. <laughs> <laughs> Just, more, uh, yeah, whenever, you,
2: whenever you build something from its genesis it's from its
4: infancy and it's it's your baby. I'm building something from its infancy in, in Bristol the minute that you'll be dying to on opening night. Don't worry about that. Oh,
2: oh.
1: <laughs> it's coming. Harrowing. It's coming. And on and on that bombshell, um, big thanks to Adam Keith, Omar Pasha, the Steelers TV and Giants TV for the footage and the Elite League for the uh, the interviews that we had. And mostly big thank you to you two gentlemen. Um it's good to see you, coach.
2: Thanks, Director General. Thanks, I'll patty Thanks, David.
1: Good uh, and, and Davy, I'll see you again next week. Yep. The um the, that game this weekend Dundee the uh versus Belfast Giants at the DIA, 5 p.m. Get it at your home for gives you your home for hockey, Coach Gunn.
2: Your home for hockey.
1: <laughs> on Premier Sports. Um you can get us at AVFTB on Twitter, on Facebook, kingdom and then on all your platforms, Apple, Spotify google and now of course on youtube and wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hopping we'll catch you here next time on a view from
2: Podcast Network.